Shalom and welcome to another episode of the Two Jews, Ten Opinions podcast. I'm Ailey Shanes. And I'm Levi Diamato. Ailey, how was your Thanksgiving? How long did it take for the name Benjamin Netanyahu to come up at your Thanksgiving dinner? I think three to 20 minutes. <laughs> okay, got What about you? you? What about you? It, a lot longer than usual, actually. It was kind of like a nice little family break. Like, yeah. Because, you know, I was ta- I've always talked with my mom about politics, everything going on, so... Yeah. But I guess we had already been talking about it throughout the week, so yeah. we didn't really cover it at Thanksgiving. But yeah, it's been a while since we've had a podcast. Yeah, with... I mean, guys, how was your Thanksgiving? You know, tell us your thoughts about your Thanksgiving. We'll we'll read it, and you know, we'll we'll let let us know what you think. I have a question for you, Levi. Yeah, what is Thanksgiving like for your family? Because in a lot of Jewish circles, Thanksgiving's not really a big thing. What's it like for your family? Like personally, I love Thanksgiving. I'm, I get really into it. I just, you yeah. know, I just treat it like a nice family get, get together. It's pretty much the only non-Jewish holiday that I really celebrate. Yeah. But we usually don't cook, so I know, like, we like usually. What do you cook? Like catering. Like or, a catering. Okay. So this do you year, cater the turkey. Well, so this year I said to my dad, I said, "Listen, I we we gotta cook." Yeah. So we we cooked and I made we made a lot. Nothing crazy, just normal stuff. Yeah. But my family, really my family always kind of in my school, like we had offered, we had like half days for Thanksgiving, like half days off, mm. because you know it's not like a Jewish holiday, it's like a national holiday, so it's like whatever. Um, but we, my family always celebrated it. My dad's like a really good cook; he's worked at restaurants and stuff before, so like he always goes all out for Thanksgiving. We don't really do Black Friday anymore; it's not really our thing. Like, but nowhere well, near Black Friday. Well, I'm going we, nowhere near it. Well, we used to we used to go crazy for Black Friday every oh. year. We used to do Black Friday, but now it's like. The deals aren't even that great anymore. Listen, I went to Buffalo Wild Wings on, and it was in a mall on yeah. Friday. Like I didn't realize it was Black Friday. It was a zoo. It was a zoo. Like, it was in the evening too, and, and I, I was like, I don't want anywhere near this. Like the online deals are so much better. They yeah, had Cyber like, Monday. Yes, yeah, Cyber Monday. But also the Black Friday deals came out like weeks earlier now. Like it's just the, the spirit of the Black Friday holiday is not existent anymore and i'm very it 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 really hurts me a lot that that's the case i also have another question for you yes do you have mac and cheese no no yeah so it's too much like carbs and stuff No, but that's not it for me okay i didn't know that mac and cheese on thanksgiving was a thing because my family keeps kosher right you can't have dairy and, and, and meat together so we don't have we don't have mac and cheese we have you know turkey stuffing mashed potatoes whatever pumpkin thingy majiggy um cranberry sauce I didn't know mac and cheese was a thing on Thanksgiving until like I came into college. Yeah, I didn't know until I like I've seen it on social media like when it's like choose your Thanksgiving meal like with like the dollars like yeah. and I'm like why is Thanksgiving I mean why is uh, mac and cheese five dollars? Yeah, making no and, sense. And like people love it. I mean mac and cheese is amazing, but no, I just, it's good. I love mac and cheese, but not like not for Thanksgiving. I don't think. Yeah, I I don't know. I've never had that experience before. But you tell us guys who are listening. Um, Guys and girls out there, tell us what you think about mac and cheese on Thanksgiving. We, for us, it's it's a no, but I could definitely see it. Yes. Now, hard turn from the mac and cheese on Thanksgiving <laughs> to the war in Israel. Just to recap, because it's been it's it's so hard for us because we're it's like we're trying to record the podcast every week, but yeah, it's it's hard to keep up. So it's been I guess two weeks since we recorded a last. Podcast. Yeah, we skipped last week again because of Thanksgiving break. Yeah. So what we saw since in the you know, around Thanksgiving break. I believe it started maybe a day after Thanksgiving or a day before. I think the day after it was. It was a Friday. Hostage so yeah. release hostage release deal um, with Hamas. And it was 
it varied every day, and it was 10 hostages. Yeah, it was like about, yeah. 10 hostages every day. They were delivered at like nighttime, exchanged to the Red Cross, and in exchange, it was like a three-to-one ratio of prisoners released from Israeli <clears throat> prisons. <clears throat> and let's make sure we understand that right, it's not right. <laughs> host- it, it's, it's, it's not, oh, Israel's releasing their hostages. It's Israel is releasing, releasing convicted terrorists and Hamas members. So it's yeah. a very different thing. The New York Times found it hard to say that. Um, the the they, New York Times finds it hard to say a lot of things. Right. They, um, you know, it's always like I, I always see videos, like uh, headlines from the New York Times, and it's like, for instance, with the with the hospital, the headquarters under the hospital. Yeah. The article is like, the day, one day the the IDF released footage of the hostages being dragged into the hospital, into the main yeah. from October seventh, yeah. and. The same day that the New York Times wrote an article, you guys can look this up unless they changed it by now, but the article published the same evening makes no mention of that video, mm-hmm. but it says the IDF released a video of what it claims to be a tunnel seeking to bolster its claims that this is being used as a, a base. And it's like, I mean, first of all, they ignore the biggest piece of the evidence, which was the uh, the video of people being being dragged in yeah and then the people the apologists go on to, on social media and they go oh well they the, those hostages were injured they were bringing them to the hospital mm. they drove them past five other hospitals to get to that hospital yeah so you tell me why they went to that hospital i mean like yeah okay they were injured and yeah they did like you saw that you know the 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 video of of the girl who i think they her leg was broken i mean sorry not uh, her like her arm Shem, yeah. yeah yeah she she had surgery but it was a veterinarian yeah, yeah. who gave her that arm surgery. I mean, how inhumane is that? It's freaking ridiculous. And and people are like, like CNN and all these other places. They're like, like doing like these full on like feature stories on the the prisoners that were released from Israeli jails and making them seem like they're so innocent or whatever. And yeah, they're they're you know they're teenagers or whatever. But they're literally convicted terrorists. I mean, come on here. This is just lunacy. Yeah, it's. <laughs> There was Israeli government spokesman Elon Le- uh, Levy. Yeah, Levy, I know what you're going to get in the into. video where yes. the, the woman asks him, "Well, do you think that the proportion of prisoners is showing that Israel doesn't care about Palestinians because they don't value them as?" And it's the guy. The guy is, he his, raises like his, his eyebrows eyes just and he's like, "Listen, socket, he's like, like, we would absolutely do a, a 240 to 240 um, yeah. deal." And mm-hmm. So a lot of hostages were released, and then basically the and deal even, was— And not even that. Hamas wanted even more. Hamas was pushing for for even more pers- of a ratio of a Of, of a course, ratio. of course. And, and they violated they violated the agreements a lot. The Red Cross was supposed to be able to visit all the hostages. They did not. It didn't happen. And the deal—it was a five-day or four-day deal. I don't remember. Um— and every day after that, they could extend the tr- the ceasefire by. Yeah. I think the limit was ten days. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, but still, I mean. Well, one day before it, or one hour before it was su- like supposed to end, and then there could be a new day restart. They go, oh, let me just let's just jump the the ship on that and just launch the rockets. So they well, started they launching. Launched, they even launched rockets fifteen minutes 15 after, minutes after, after. The, the the treaty even started. I mean. <laughs> Come but, on. And the world is still going ceasefire now, ceasefire now. Right. We saw what happened with the ceasefire. It did not work. Now, it's like everyone wants a ceasefire. Yeah. In, in the sense that, but it's it's just, this is an unbearable situation, yeah. you know? There is no win, there's no win to be found, you know? I mean. No. 
no, these hostages are just still there. And it's like you have to do everything you can do to get them out. And it, the, I was, you know, I was glad about this hostage deal. There was a lot of discussion about it. A lot of people, I mean, for the, so Yahya Sinwar, who is the leader of Hamas in, in Gaza, mm-hmm. he was released in a hostage deal or in a prisoner deal. So an Israeli soldier, Gilad Shalit, was captured um, in 2014, I want to say. Okay. Could have been 2011. And he was captured into the Gaza Strip, and he was traded for a 1,000 prisoners. These were the worst of prisoners. Sinwar was one of them. And so a lot of the feeling in Israel is like, we just, we're doing the same thing. You know, we're releasing all these prisoners again. And I understand that feeling. Mm -hmm. But for me, I... I I agree. I think the most important thing right now is to get those hostages out. And yeah, if that's going to mean that we get some, you know, we have to release prisoners, so be it. If they do anything again, just bring them back in jail and don't release them until it's it's tough because like, you know, I was listening to what, you know, the, the, the son of the founder of Hamas, you know, was saying that that's Hamas's tactic is they they take bodies, even corpses, they take corpses and they use them as bargaining chips. They take bodies and bargaining chips. That's why they took hostages as bargaining chips. And it's it's so animalistic. Look at what the, the these guys are just barbarians. They're barbarians, and they need to be deleted off the face of this earth. Um, and and that these topics are we we discuss them with our special guest in today's episode. Guys, we really are were and and Levi really set this up. And so I want to thank Levi, guys. <laughs> Thank Give you, Levi a you, round of applause. Our, our special guest today is actor, comedian, and big social media personality, especially uh, for the past couple of years, um, fighting anti-Semitism, fighting um, anti-Israel bigotry, Michael Rappaport. And we're, ver- we're both very, very big fans of him. So yeah, we would love to now turn it, turn it over to our interview with Michael Rappaport. We'd like to officially welcome to the show, actor, comedian, appearing in over 100 films and TV shows. He's a huge social media personality and host of the I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast. Michael, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you guys for having me. All right. Awesome. You know, I just want to get, you know, a little bit of background on on you and your, uh, I guess, your Jewish identity. So with everything um, going on right now, you know, I wanted to kind of ask what, things memories experiences do you kind of draw on and ident in kind of identifying and affirming your jewish identity and what that kind of means to you right now well you know i grew up in new york city not in a religious background at all to be honest with you but culturally and what i identify and what i identified as all my life is jewish I don't know what the word is. It wasn't much discussion or sort of emphasis on being Jewish. It just was and is what I've always identified as. You know, uh, my 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 mother and father weren't practicing, um, you know, both New York, you know, Jewish people and the sort of very sort of stereotypical traditional way you think of New York Jews, they, they are that. And, um, you know, the Upper East Side of Manhattan, which is a very, very sort of prototypical New York City Jewish environment, you know, that you see in movies and TV shows, you know, it's just always what I led with, you know, like in New York, um, people, you know, Black, Puerto Rican, uh, Italian, Irish, I'm Jewish, 
but there was always a lot of pride in that and uh, sort of matter of factness in that. You know, I didn't grow up with any anti-Semitism in New York City. Me personally, I didn't grow up with any, uh, dealing with any of that. And, um, you know, as I've gotten older, I've looked at, understood, you know, uh, appreciated, uh, you know, more of what it means to be Jewish. And then cut to, you know, the last, I'd say, I'd say six, seven years, you know, it's really been something that I've taken more time to understand what it means to be Jewish, what it means to be Jewish to me, what it means to, you know, just sort of, you know, understanding and appreciating and also having more pride and consciousness uh, of, of what it means to be Jewish. Also, you know, having kids, uh, uh, you start to think about that more. And, uh, you know, but, 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 you know, my, my, my life as a Jewish person hasn't been, you know, un, un, unusual or sort of unique in any way, shape or form. I would say in terms of social media and the persona that you guys see and that people, you know, know of me outside of being an actor, the, the, this sort of launching point for me publicly discussing my Judaism Although, you know, I've always, in regards to being an actor, I'll just say this, in regards to being an actor, I've always wanted to break the stereotypes of the great Jewish stereotypes. I, I And when I say stereotypes, it could be negative. You know, the, the, the prototypical Jewish stereotypes are Woody Allen, Adam Sandler, Seth Rogen, uh, characters on Seinfeld, uh, Larry David, and I love all those characters and I love all those personas because that is who we are, especially New York, uh, 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 you know, East Coast, uh, sort of, uh, uh, you know, European, you know, uh, uh, Jews. I love those personas and I love those characters so much. But for me, I've always wanted to sort of break those stereotypes in the characters that I play and sort of how I represent myself as, as an actor, because that's not who I necessarily am. Although it also is who I am, I just never wanted to sort of fall into those tropes, whatever the f*** that means. <laughs> and then, and then uh, so you know, as an actor, I've always been aware of that and conscious of that. And because of the fact that I have blonde hair and a lot of Jewish people don't uh, 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 it's, it, 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 you know, you, when you think of Jews in, in cinema, you think of dark, small, you know, sort of meeker characters that we get to play. And, and that's not the characters that I play, um, because of the way I look, because of my height, because of who I am as a person, you know, it, it's, it's just, you know, part of that. Um, and then as far as social media, you know, I've had my podcast for, I think, eight years, nine years, maybe it's 10 years. And I've talked about it a lot. But the sort of launching point um, where it became something that I was speaking out about publicly, because social media brings you all sorts of different attention. And, you know, people get to know you in a different way, because I've always been who I am. But, you know, when you have social media, you, you, you know, the way I do it, I just kind of like it's like a, a video diary. When the Charlottesville situation happened in, in, in whatever year that was with these, uh, um, you know, tiki torches and the Jews will not replace us, I had made a, a very, very emphatic 
viral rants that was probably, might have been just 60 seconds long. Last night in Charlottesville, Virginia, a bunch of white nationalists carrying tiki torches that they got from Home Depot, wearing skinny jeans, drinking coffee, came out for a protest saying, white lives matter, white lives matter. You know your life ain't If you're a college student on a Friday night during the summertime, you ain't getting no and you decide to come out for a protest carrying tiki torches, talking little coffee cup carrying white nationalists. You ain't If you was really trying to get it popping, you would have taken your little Ed Sheeran protest right over there to Virginia Beach or Newport News, and you would have got your tiki torches stuffed up your Friends of the nerd protesters. Eat some pizza, take a few bong rips. Don't you got a toga party to go to? It's Friday night. Try to get to second base with a girl, you loser. Talking about white lives matter, white lives matter. Throwing up Nazi salutes. Dorm room dumb and, and again, I didn't think much about it. You know, like, there's no way. I have no understanding of what's going to hit, what's not going to hit, what's going to be viral, what's going to sort of catch on. And I, I wish I did know how to do that. But I was walking my dog on a Saturday morning after that had happened in Charlotte, and I said some things about that. And then that was sort of the, the worlds or people that didn't follow me as closely uh, sort of introduction into my point of view on a lot of things. And then since then, I've gotten more attention and honestly a responsibility to, to, to say something. You know, I feel like it's my response, my responsibility. You know, I don't, you know, I wish other actors and other people with platforms said things, but I, I, I you know, th they could take on or not take on the responsibility they want. For me, it, it, it feels like a, a responsibility just being responsible, like, you know, when you cross the street, you must look both ways to not hurt yourself, being a responsible adult. Uh, just like if you have a dog, you have clean up the dog's dog shit. Or, um, you know, when you leave your house, you lock the door. And, you know, being a responsible person, for me, uh, or being a responsible person and being a responsible Jewish man, I must say something um, and I don't think twice about saying something when I feel like, uh, 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 particularly, uh, you know, uh, I feel like there's something wrong. You know, I've spoken, I've spoken out on on plenty of other things, whether it be LGBTQ, abortion, you know, George Floyd, and all that. Uh, uh, but when it comes to being Jewish, which, you know, particularly affects me and my family and 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 my people and our people. And and the uh, you know another group of oppressed sort of pushed around people, I must say something. So going off of the social media thing, I know you, I've been following you for a while, so I've been seeing you post about other you know conflicts with Israel in the past, like 2021. This is unlike anything we've ever seen. And actually, I had a friend who was trying to follow you yesterday on Instagram, and it says yeah. like that your account is posting false information. Um, and I've been seeing your videos and in the comments, I, I just, and it's not just on yours, but just horrific comments everywhere. Did you ever think it was going to get this bad on social media? Well, I'll say this in regards to the, the false information that was before October 7th. Really? And I'm pretty sure that had to do with a Joe Biden video, which I don't understand how, you know, I don't understand social media, but I will say <laughs> that 
that that note that everybody sees when they try to follow me about me that was there before October seventh. So okay. I can't okay. blame Thanks that. I, I can't blame that on 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 the, this conflict. Mm -hmm. As far as social media, you know, I say, you know, one of the things. Listen, what happened in Israel is a historic atrocity, and it's shocking, and it's heartbreaking, and it's frustrating. And it's scary and it's all these things. The response to October 7th is like a whole separate thing that I would say as far as Jewish people and college kids, it's it's like a whole other thing. I was thinking about this this morning. I was like, you know, if you if you support Israel, fantastic. If you don't support Israel, you know, disappointing. If you um, are pro-Palestine, cool. I can respect that. I don't have anything against. I want the people of Gaza and the people uh, of, of anywhere to, to all thrive. I want peace and all that stuff. The thing that has made October 7th even more famous or infamous has been the response. Um, because on October 7th, in the United States, October 8th, in the United States, I could say specifically, the celebration, the celebrations that took place on October 7th and October 8th, definitely on October 8th. And and then I think if we you know look back, definitely October 7th, that has made it more inflamed. And that has been the more almost as offensive and as heartbreaking as October 7th, the act of what happened in Israel, the response is, it's not as bad, but it's like almost a separate thing. It's like, you're celebrating this you're, you're You are invigorated by this like that Cornell professor said. You're dancing in the streets about this and and And, and that's has, that is what has sort of been the surprise. The antagonistic behavior from the quote unquote pro-Palestine community is, is is what's made it, you know, a, a, a whole other thing. Cause there's been atrocities, there's been that's gone on throughout the world, but it's never been celebrated this sort of emphatically, uh, uh, the rape, the murder, the kidnapping, while the bodies are still being sorted out. Mm. Not, not the bodies are still warm. The bodies, we don't even know what happened and you're, you're celebrating this. That's what's been the surprise. The reaction on the college campuses, the ripping down the posters, the protesting the, the Israeli restaurants last night in Philadelphia. Um, um, Goldie, Goldie, uh, uh, you can't hide. We, uh, we uh, give you genocide. What the are you talking about? That has made it wilder and crazier and 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 scarier and 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 even more upsetting, you know. And and I, I don't know. I hope I'm making sense with that. I yeah. hope I'm making sense with that because it's like what happened in Israel is one thing, and then the reaction has been another thing, and then the celebrating becomes oh, cease fire, cease. You were celebrating before, and now. Uh, Israel is responding, and now you're like ceasefire and cool. Nobody wants to see any innocent people die. Nobody wants, I don't, no normal, mentally stable person wants to see any people, uh, 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 you know, die. 
uh, yeah. uh, you know, no want to see any, no, you know, civilians die. But when, when, when something, you know, it's like actions beget actions. And when you kidnap, rape, and murder, everybody knows this. Like, what the f did they think was going to happen? Yeah. And I think Hamas knew exactly what was going to happen. Mm -hmm. Because we could say what we want about them, but they ain't stupid. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you guys a question. You guys are both Jewish? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So what has been the most sort of surprising, upsetting thing that you guys have experienced, heard about on your college campus? What college do you guys go to? University of Florida. University mm -hmm. of Florida. So we should contextualize this. Just we should tell your audience. Yeah. That you guys, we just you guys reached out to me on social media. Did I meet you guys in D.C. or you said you saw me in D.C.? No, we saw we, you. We saw you introduce the yeah the two Columbia students. Okay. Um. Yeah. So just to tell your audience, uh, um, the, the these two guys, Ali and Levi, yeah. reached out to me on 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 Instagram. They told me about their podcast and sight unseen. I said, all right, I'll be on your podcast. Incredibly <laughs> fast response. Yeah. It was incredible. I, I sent you the message before class. Just you know, for I was like, oh, maybe why not? And then I had class, and I look at my phone forty minutes later, and you were just like. Hey, what's up? So it was incredible. Yeah. Yeah. We, and we really, really appreciate it. But as no, far I as appreciate, I appreciate you yeah. guys. I appreciate, uh, you know, what you're doing and, you know, I wanted to support, but anyway, so, answer, so, so my, back to my question. Go ahead. Yeah. So, I mean, what really upsets me the most is people like, yeah, Jewish voices for peace. Who my, my roommate from last year is literally the president of Jewish for voices of peace at the university of Florida. And it's just really, I guess, heartbreaking because that kind of inflames more violence and hate against Israel and the Jewish people. They look at these people and are like, even Jews aren't supporting this. So we could even do this more. And it and it kind of invigorates them. And it really makes me really pissed off. And then when I try to argue, it's it's like it's 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 impossible. And 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 to me, that's what makes it even more frustrating because it causes more um, more hate and more aggression towards the Jewish people. We just had our Chabad vandalized with you guys are going to burn in hell, baby killers, like on our Chabad UF call And the like a call was made. Yeah, like and a, a call, call was yeah. made to um, the UFLL. Um, I think it was a, a, a shooting threat. So it was, it's just really, that's what really um, pisses me off the most. I would, of course, I agree with those. Um, it's everywhere with the, the poster rip downs, but I, I joined like a group putting up the posters and like, it would always be a message the next day in the WhatsApp, like, come on, we have to put them back up, like everyone ripped them down. For me, it's also been really tough being in the the journalism world as far as like a lack of compassion. I don't know if I can say this about, but basically, you know, it was October 9th and I come into class, you know, um, like two days after and like I was interested in writing something about what was going on. We were having a vigil. Yeah. And I go, I go outside after class to meet with the professors and one is like, Levi, how was your weekend? And this was like October 9th. And I go, you know, you know, I was being uh, generous. I was like, wasn't so good, you know? And he's like, oh, like what's going on in Israel is really um like bad. And I'm like, yeah, it's pretty bad. And then he's like, at least we had the homecoming parade. And I, I, that was crazy for me. And it kind of, a few things like that kind of led me to like, it, it made me hard to do any news coverage of the situation because mm -hmm. it's like, it's just hard for me to write things like that yeah the emotions were overpowering but then we came together and decided to do this podcast so yeah yeah ha, 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 have you guys felt um uncomfortable on your campus at all like like physically uncomfortable like is there any of that 
that we're seeing like, you know, in the social media, like where there's like, you know, comp people confronting you face to face? No, I mean, I wear a keepa sometimes around campus, like when I'm doing going to Chabad events or 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 just walking around, I'll wear a keepa sometimes. Like I really don't feel too comfortable. There's just some there's things here and there that kind of get me upset, but overall I feel pretty comfortable. Definitely. I mean, what we're seeing on the like Ivy League, like Penn, those places, it's just on a completely different level. Yeah. Really interesting. Yeah. yeah interesting. Sure. What what has been the um for you guys? How old are you guys? Uh, 20. I'm 21. What has been the sort of most common argument? It's so it's so f crazy because what has been the sort of most common argument or sort of thing that you've heard um, that's been frustrating for to, to to you guys? That you know that first of all that Israel is you know a genocidal terrorist apartheid. So stupid. State, so stupid. It's it's ridiculous. And that's, you know, another thing that like Jews should go find another place to live or or that, you know, saying, you know, from the river to the sea and people like just saying it blindly and saying all these trigger words without even having any connection with the land or with the the conflict. And they're just piggybacking off of the, these tropes and that and that's what really pisses me off. This blind this this blind um, following. It, it's it's really horrible. Mm hmm. Yeah, a lot, a lot pisses me off. I mean, the inti like calling for an intifada in the streets, it's just like, are you insane? Yeah. Like, uh, it's just yeah. ridiculous. Um, and then that's what that's what that's what I'm saying. So it's like, you know, I'm protest, you know, all that. But when you start like physically making people uncomfortable and you start threatening and all that, that's when it becomes a different. It's just anything. It just becomes a different you know, a different level. It's like, you know, Kyle Rittenhouse, you know, yeah. it's like you could, you could protest all you want. Black lives matter, white lives matter, blue lives matter, all that. But when you start taking it to another level, that's when it's, it's like, you know, people aren't comfortable with it. You know, the yeah. poster ripping down, it's disrespectful. It's stupid. And, and I hate to use the word stupid, but it literally is. It's either you're, you're uneducated, mentally ill, or you're blatantly being disrespectful. I mean, I don't think another, I mean, is there, you know, or, or D would be all of the above. Yeah. But, but at the end of the day, the poster ripping down is not, isn't hurting anybody. It's, it hurts your feelings because you're like, what the f But it isn't physically hurting anybody. It's when you're physically confronting people and you're physically getting in people's faces because, that's when it's like you're getting into a different level of things, just like with Kyle Rittenhouse. You know, it's like, yo, you know, and, and, and I don't know. It's just, it's been, it's been really crazy. It's mm -hmm. it's like every day there's something new. Every day there, it, it, it's just a just a really uh, a, a crazy situation. You know, it's just a it's just a really it's just a crazy, crazy, crazy situation. Yeah. And, you know, the kind of like the blatant lies too, and they're kind of making, finding ways to, to show that maybe, you know, IBF is responsible for what happened and all these other things, you know, it's, it's really, it's, it's really. Right. Well, now we're at the atrocity denial stage of things. Yeah. Two months. Um, in, you um, know, I want to ask, cause you kind of touched on this, but you know, you're, you, you know, you were such a stark defender of the black lives matter movement, LGBTQ plus issues. And so now when, when all this is going on and when, 
people and and celebrities like for example like John Cusack I know you're kind of feuding with him over social media and they're not really doing the same thing for for you know for yourself you know uh, for us you know we're we're all Jewish and and for 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 issues that really affect us a lot you know does that deflate you at all does that invigorate you I mean what how do you feel with it that? invigorates me you know um it invigorates me um it's disappointing it's disappointing that Jewish celebrities, Jewish voices, Jewish, whatever the f you want to call them, influencers. I hate that word because, it, you know, but J Jewish, just say celebrities of all, of all, you know, shapes, sizes, you know, whatever platforms they are, musicians, that, that, that they don't, that they're not saying anything. But, you know, people have a right to do what they want to do, however they want to do it. Just because you might not be saying something publicly doesn't mean you, you, you're not feeling it. But a lot of, a lot of people, a lot of Jewish people um, have said a lot of things about a lot of different causes. And, and, and when they're not saying anything about our own cause, I'm, I think that is whack. You know, I have really, really, really made a promise to myself particularly now and going forward to not specifically call out any other Jewish people, even though I have, you know, specific feelings about specific ones and, and disappointed, but that's just my own sort of, you know, thing that I'm trying to, you know, to do. Like um, your personal note, kind of like you see these people and you make like a personal note in your mind. I make not a personal note, but I'm not going to go, you know, like Jane hey. Doe and John Doe, you know, yeah. Where the fuck are you guys? I, I know who they are, and and they, they know who they are, you know. And in like DC, you know, you you guys were at the the march for 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 Israel uh, in DC, and you know, I was happy and I was so glad to 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 speak for for a short period of time. But there's a lot bigger voices, a lot more popular voices, a lot more well known voices than Michael Rappaport, and that's just a fact, you know, like. You know, there's there's plenty of other people that could have been down there also in terms of celebrities. You know, there's politicians that were down there and there's um, activists that were down there. And that's all good, too. But when it comes to the celebrity part, because celebrity carries a lot of, you know, it gets, you know, eyes and all that. And, and there shouldn't it should have been other actors up there. Mm -hmm. It should have been it shouldn't have just been, you know, myself and Deborah Messing. There's a lot of big, big heavyweight Jewish you know, famous people, musicians, uh, uh, um, you know, and 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 such that that could have also been down there, and they don't have to be as politically or as you know as 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 sort of vehement as I am. They could have just shown up, said what's up, and sang a song. When you know, talk to the people for two or three minutes, it goes a long way. That being said, you know, people people have to uh, uh, you know. People make the choices they want to, you know, make, and they have to 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 live with those choices, you know. But when the next movie role or TV role comes up for those people, you know, uh, uh, don't Jew it up when it's time to be funny, when you got nothing to say, when when the chips are down. Yeah. Well, we kind of wanted to the question we wanted to ask, which kind of about going back March for Israel. You were there. Um, we saw the interview with you on Ynet where you said you were planning to make a visit to Israel within the next. Yeah. Um. I I don't know if it was clear. Have you been before or no? No, but I, I'm 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 hopefully everything goes right. I'm going Monday. Oh, Monday. Wow. Yeah. What plans do you have? Are Are you planning with meeting with soldiers, um, victims, um, the people who are kidnapped, families of the people who are kidnapped? What What are your plans when you're there? You know, I have a a, a whole itinerary. 
and it's it's very um robust and i am really 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 looking forward to going and meeting and talking and seeing and observing and being um um as much as i possibly can and uh, uh i i i just cannot wait and um I'm I'm just really 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 looking forward to it and I know it's going to be you know very emotional I know it's going to be very uh exciting I know it's going to be very oh, I know it's just going to be an emotional uh 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 you know trip and uh I'm I'm looking forward to it so uh flight is booked and all that stuff for in in, in a couple of days wow that's really awesome that's crazy yeah I'm really excited about it that's great um, well, there's a whole list of questions that I have that we both have for you. I'm actually have a class in like 15 minutes. So I do <laughs> go ahead. Do if you got a few more. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just um God, I don't even know where to to start. I mean, the the one question that I kind of have left for you is it's it's a little bit of like a, a fun one, but you know, you also said in your Wynet interview you were gonna um tour the Hasidic neighborhood in New York. Did you do that? And yes. how, how did that I go? didn't get to do that yet because my uh, the, my rabbi, well the rabbi that was giving me the tour, he he actually went to Israel. So he's in Israel now, but we're doing that. And that's, um, I'm looking forward to that because, you know, being in New York and 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 Brooklyn and the Hasidic neighborhood, you know, I, I grew up here and you're always sort of around it, in it, you walk through it, drive past it. But I've never gotten a tour of the, the sort of uh, ins and outs of it. And, mm -hmm. When I was offered that, I was like, that's crazy. You know, I grew up in New York my whole life, and you just kind of like, it's just, you know, it's like Little Italy, I don't know, Little, you know, or Chinatown, you know, it, it, but so, but I, to get a tour of it and, you know, sort of from somebody who, uh, uh, you know, is in it, it will be, will, will, I think will be really cool, especially as a New Yorker, you know, sort yeah. of learning about a, a little sort of a, a part of New York that, you know, you don't pay attention to that much. Yeah. And there's what, so many what... stereotypes about it. Uh, oh, absolutely. And and which one specifically were you going to like, I know there's like New Square, there's like the Sotmer, um area, um, kind of those are ones that are more in like Muncie. Uh, I mean, which ones were you going to uh, visit? Somewhere in Williamsburg, but I'm not I'm not sure yet. I didn't take the tour yet, but, okay. you know, I'm sure it's going to be, a, a, you know, an interesting thing, but I'm I'm definitely absolutely going to do that. That's awesome. I've been thinking about that, too, lately, because so I grew up in New York City, too. Um on the west side and i i never went to those neighborhoods when i grew up there yeah so the next you time you don't think I, much about it right it's yeah, it's just kind of like it's there and you you know you walk you know you it's it's just a cool thing you know i think it's funny for me because that was one of the first things i did when i went there because i went to um a, a religious jewish school grow, um in high school um to like a yeshiva and so we went there for our graduation trip and we specifically went to those communities so i think that's like the parallels i think are, are really really interesting um when it yeah. comes to that yeah, I think it's it. I, I definitely think it's interesting, and then, you know, and it's like I said, you know, at, at the beginning when I was talking about, you know, my consciousness and and appreciation and understanding of being Jewish, and you know, like I, be, be, because of everything you know that's been going on, you know, recently and in the last few years, I I, I think it's I really will will appreciate it. Where, where where are you from on the what? You're from the west side of Manhattan. Yeah, yeah, like 107th Street is where I grew up. 107th and what? And between Broadway and Amsterdam. Nice. Like by the um, park, what's it called? Strauss Park, if you know where that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, and Riverside Park over there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Riverside Park, underrated park. Like people ask. Totally like, underrated park. 
Incred- have you been to Riverside Park? I've never been to Riverside Park. Very yeah. underrated, very underrated park. All right, well, I'll check it out next time I'm in New York. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, if you're going to Israel, are you going, you're going to be in Tel Aviv? Yeah. Okay, I have a restaurant recommendation for you. Jasmino, please write it down. <laughs> Hold on. Get a pen, please. <laughs> can, can you e- email it to me? Can you email me the name? Yeah, yeah I'll email it to you after this. Yeah, I would, I, good. Why, why is it so good? It's just, it's like a, a hole in the wall kebab place. Like there's like four things on the menu. Like all of them are the same price, but it's, for me, it's one of the best meals I've, I've ever had. I think about it all the Done. time. Done. <laughs> all right. Um, well, Michael, we, we really appreciate talking to you. I, I sadly, like I have to run. I have a class in like 10 minutes. You have to go. You have to go. You know, if you I... want to talk to Levi, I'll let you guys stay. In the chat. <laughs> but I, no, I well. sadly have to go. But I just want to say it's been an honor talking to you, I think, for both of us. And we've been following you for a while. And we really appreciate all that you've, you've been doing for the Jewish community and for Israel. So it, it really means a lot to us. Well, I appreciate that you guys have started this podcast. I want to encourage you to keep going. Thank you, man. Uh, keep, keep, keep doing your podcast. And, you know, um, obviously, you know, I, you guys just started this, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, keep going and, and, and don't be afraid to, you know, do episodes about, you know, if there's whatever, I don't know anything about you two, two young guys, but whatever, <laughs> you know, your interests are, you know, I think it's important for, to have your voices. Um, so don't, I would give you a recommendation in terms of your podcast, you know, don't feel pigeonholed to make it about any one particular thing. Yeah, um, we've, you know, but I think it's, that, yeah, like yeah. we started it for this reason, but we, we would like to talk about other things down the road. Yeah, just, you, you, know. you should, you, you, you should, you don't even have, it doesn't even have to be down the road, you know, keep doing your thing and, you know, podcasts, um, you know, the beauty of it is there's no rules and regulations. So yeah. I encourage you to keep going and just whatever you're into, I don't know, you know, it could be movies, film, science, whatever the hell you're into. You could have all that stuff in there. It's coming from your point of view. And and I'm, I'm really glad that I, I, I got to, to uh, do the episode and, and continue doing your thing and stay in touch with me. And I wish you nothing but the best in, in real life and nothing but the best with this podcast. And tell everybody down there in the community, uh, in your Jewish community, I, I, I send uh, uh, you nothing but, uh, you know, uh, strength. Uh, tell everybody to keep their head up. Uh, and to be uh, prideful and, uh, you know, and have a great uh, rest of 2023 and to your families. Thank you so much. And the same for you as well. All right, you guys. All right. I appreciate it, fellas. All right. Have a good rest of your day. Thank you so much. All right, guys. Bye. All right, guys, that was our interview with Michael Rappaport. We want to thank him again for joining us. (laughs) Levi, I mean, what do you think? He was what? What an interview. What a guy. I didn't know what he was going to be like um, in in one-on-one because I watch all of his videos where he's just screaming at the yeah. at face of the camera, and it was exactly like that. And we're yeah. only releasing the audio for this, but, like, when we did the video, like, on the Zoom meeting, like, he was getting all animated and everything. And it was great. It was great. We and, love that. And I, I, it was crazy, though. We caught him at a time where he's going to be traveling to Israel next Monday. He said or, Monday, but Monday's – well, I think, Oh, yeah, I next, think Monday. next Monday. Sorry. Um, yeah. As we're as – we're, um, we're recording this right now. Today is Monday, um, December fourth. I would um, hope he meant next Monday. Yeah, I think that's what he probably meant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean it's crazy. He's also going to Israel um during Hanukkah time. Yeah. Hanukkah I, and Israel. I, I didn't realize that. The until Yot, I've never yeah. been. I've never been during Hanukkah. Me neither. I've never been. Right. But um I in okay, so funny thing is in in, in uh, high school we had like 
weekly Musser schmoozes. So Musser is like is-, is like inspirational type of thing, like a inspirational type of talk based on like the Torah and whatever. So one of my rebbies, I love this guy so much. Uh, his name is Rabbi Goldman. Um, not the same Rabbi Goldman here at Chabad. Okay, a, okay. a different Rabbi Goldman. He said every year, millions and millions and millions of donuts are eaten in Israel every Hanukkah. And I was like, yo, this is great. Anyways. Like a, little, a great family, uh, a childhood memory of, that, of Hanukkah. Yeah, yeah, 100%. But anyways, going back to the interview with Michael Rappaport, so what an amazing guy. And and he, he's just such a nice guy. And he really, he, he's, he's someone who you, you could tell just genuinely cares about humanity, about um, the Jewish people. Uh, about everyone. I about mean, you everyone. heard him talking about how he's been speaking up for years. Yeah, I mean, that's why I said, know? like, humanity. Yeah, yeah. He's a big backer of the Black Lives Matter movement, um, LGBTQ plus issues, yeah. women's rights, everything like that. And that's what he's been advocating for for years. And then when something like this happens where he needs support, we all of us, all of our, um, our fellow Jews need support for this. He, it's it's deflating and it's infuriating that, it, that we don't get the same support back. I mean, yeah. Jewish people have been advocates of human rights and and civil rights for as long as we can remember because we our ancestry that's just what happened to us we we've been persecuted forever and we don't want that to happen to other people so i mean that's what i could just took for it like it just just seeing how much he cares about humanity and and about causes that are so important it just it really struck to me like he seems like such like a and against the you know grain he's such you know passionate fiery guy yeah but but he, he's passionate for the right purposes and i love that hundred percent. I agree. And it was great to talk to him like about New York for a little bit. Uh, wish yeah. I could have talked to him for longer, definitely. But maybe down the road. And I gave him my favorite restaurant recommendation, which you need to go to next time you go to Israel. What's it called again? Oh, we... it, it's called Jasmino. But we'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. It's crazy. So I hope he has a fun time there. If he's there... He better shout us out. He better go on Instagram Live or something. I, I mean, if he's shout going, out Levi if he's going to, two if he's going to Jasmino, he, he better tell say who sent him there. But he he better like it though, because like if he goes and it's horrible and it, and the food's not good, he's still probably gonna pretend that he liked it. He's gonna know, tell man. me like he's gonna be like he's oh, a very he's, truthful guy. He could just be like that was trash. But I don't think anyone could go to Jasmino and not like it. So that's just what I say about that. I, I gotta go there next time I'm in Israel. Yeah, I, I want to go back. Yeah. So we talked about this a little bit yeah. on on in the interview, um, but we could go more into detail about um, over. I think it was like right before we came back for winter break, the Chabad at the University of Florida, their signs were vandalized by. Uh, he was kind of. I think they found like they caught him. They caught the guy. His name is um, Jeffrey Lush. He's about fifty years old. He's in jail. Thank God, because it's a hate crime and. Because he also called in a threat. He called yeah, in a, so he did two a, things. Yeah. One, he he went over to the Chabad house and he like spray painted or wrote on like the signs like "Burn in hell." You guys are child murderers. The usual fun stuff. The usual fun stuff. You know, we love talking about that stuff. Anyways, yeah, and and he called in like what you said. Uh, what you said, you know, he called in to. I think it was Hillel. Yeah. So he was covering all of the synagogues. Yeah. All of the places. He was, he was threatening a mass shooting at Hillel. I mean. Yeah. That's a hate. That's a hate crime, and that's. Yeah. I hope he's 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 gonna be locked up for a good while. That was really, yeah. I was really upset. I was really upset at that. I because I do not want our university to turn into a Columbia, Harvard, whatever. That's not happening on my watch, and I hope it's not happening on your watch. Yeah, I don't think it's happening on our watch. No, we here to all of our University of Florida listeners right now. The University of Florida will not, and I repeat, will not 
turn into a Harvard, Columbia, Princeton, whatever. That's not happening here. And we're going to make sure of it. And we're not going to stand for this. And we want to, we need to reach out and have someone from one of those universities on our podcast. I think, I think, that'd be I think that's something I need to work I on. I personally for sure. don't know I don't, too I don't many know people anyone. on those yeah. campuses. I think Brandeis, I could get some, like, I think Brandeis are, are, is having some issues really? right now. I'm sure I could find somebody. Okay. I'm sure I could so, find yeah. somebody. And if you guys know anybody, please reach out to us. Contact us on our DMs, uh, yeah. either me or yeah. Levi. Um, and we'd love to set up an, inter- an interview with them down the road because um, that would be great. That would be amazing. We're always looking for different guests. Yeah. So please. Whether whether if, if if you're listening, if you're one of the speakers from Washington, D.C., or maybe you know one of them or you know any other people who would love to talk to us about it, please, please, please get in contact with us. Levi, another amazing episode. Again, thank you so much for getting that interview. Yeah, of course. Trooper. Trooper right here. We've got an, a lot of amazing interviews down the road. We're talking to people. If you have any suggestions for people that we should reach out to or or you want if or if you know somebody who we want to connect us with, please reach out. Let us know. We we want to talk to you. We want this podcast again to be interactive. Guys, thank you so much for listening and have an amazing rest of your day. Thank you. Bye.